Hey guys, welcome to the Positive Randomosity Podcast Special SWD 2016 Editions. There are six new ones this year. I kind of stepped it up a little bit for you all. I ended up becoming the photographer for Nicole Johnson, which was an incredible absolute honor. And don't mind those little pitter-patters. That's my little baby Lucy coming in. Hi. Yes, hi. But I wanted to give you guys an introduction to this special one. We had a bunch of amazing actors come in to talk to us. We had Austin Basis. You may have seen him recently on the TV show Beauty and the Beast. There's Bo Bonas. You've seen him as a character actor and a couple of different ones, such as Mr. Sis. He had a role in Mixology. He's had a couple of commercials out there. Sweetest guy ever. But the one who we want to focus on right now, and this was a special one-on-one that he did for the entire crowd, Jim Turner. He has actually been in such shows as Arliss, which he was in for 52 episodes, and he's been in different roles all across. I know when I looked at him, looked him up on IMDb when I got home, he had at least to get close to 80-plus roles in different movies and TV shows that he's been in. He is an absolute humble guy. I have him as a friend on Facebook. He's just incredible. He gave me permission to be able to post this. So I do want to thank you again, Jim, for allowing us to help spread this because this is going out to those who were not able to make it to the conference, who were not able to hear everything. And on behalf of everybody at the conference, with Jim Turner, who allowed me to post this with his permission, I hope you guys enjoy getting to hear a little one-on-one from Jim Turner. Check it out. What's like low blood sugar like for John? What's, what's high blood sugar like? But they're always concerned about low blood sugars because they've seen, you know, really scary, scary things. And uh, uh, someday I'm going to write a book about low blood sugar. And I, I, I want to tell you about today. When I decided a while ago that I was just going to tell some low blood sugar stories, um, it's very funny because today was one of those days that started literally I, I was up really late trying to find a flight here because my flight was supposed to go to Houston and it was going to be rainy so I had a lot of problems I had to change my flight buy another ticket we had about four hours sleep and then at two in the morning I woke up with one of those bed soaking dream rattling low blood sugars where I was dreaming that somebody had like something in their nose and they were hanging stuff off of it and it was a really like a big, just this awful, awful dream. But I thought it was really funny. And I was seeing these really disturbing images. And I was amused. And that woke me up. Because in my dream, there, there was an awareness of, okay, this is, something's not jiving here. And I woke up completely sopping wet. And knocked down a whole Gatorade. And had a kind bar. I really wanted one, you know, that kind of times that, oh, I just want to eat that. And I knew I shouldn't, but I ate it. Then I woke up two hours later, and this is all in four hours. Woke up two hours later, and my, you know, blood sugar is going like this. And so I took two units of insulin and didn't take anything else. And I went to the airport, went to Burbank. I got there an hour and a half early because I heard the lines were insane. There was nobody. There was literally not one person in front of me. 
And, and I got to the thing, and there's nobody behind me. And the person went, oh, oh, you're TSA pre-check. You go over there. I said, but I'm right here. Um, okay, I will. I crawl into this thing, go to the TSA pre-check. And I didn't eat anything because I, was, I wasn't hungry. Didn't have any coffee because the little coffee shop had not open. Flew to Las Vegas where I had to change planes. And by the time I got to Las Vegas, now my blood sugar just kept dropping, dropping, dropping. And I, I was walking around in Las Vegas in this terminal wanting to buy some food. And I, I would go into like, you know, and they just, it just cracked at the airport anyway. And I would go and I would look at the little sandwiches and I don't want any of that. I don't, no, that doesn't, I don't want any of that. Okay, blah, blah. and then I went next door to this restaurant called El Tequila something. And it was a Mexican restaurant that had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I sat at, I went in at a table and I'm looking at the menu going, yeah, this isn't, oh, this sounds good. And I, I couldn't bring myself to eat anything. And it, it's one of those low blood sugars. The brain won't just go, okay, you need to eat, eat. Um, you have to have like the perfect thing. And I kept walking down this terminal, and then finally couldn't find anything. Went over to the other side, came down, the same thing, looking at the little coffee shop, looking at this, and I ended up back in this El Tequila restaurant. I'd gone full circle and went in again and went, okay, you need to eat, dude. And about 45 minutes I did this. That was today. So this really never, it never ends. Um, I, I was diagnosed with diabetes in 1970, uh, and this was pre-anything. You know, there were no, there was no blood sugar testing. The most uh, exciting advancement that we had was we had test tape, which was a thing that you could pee on to find out if you had sugar in your urine. And test tape was a great thing because before that we had the clinitest tabs, which were these tablets you would you would get up in the morning, uh, pee to you know get all the pee out and then drink some water, force yourself to pee again. I would stand in the shower and just sort of dump water down and go, okay, I'm gonna pee. Pee into this thing, put five drops of pee into a test tube, 10 drops of water, and then drop a clinitest tablet. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. This is the first year I had diabetes, I'm junior in high school. Shake it up, and then when it turned colors, you would compare it to a color chart to see how much sugar you had in your urine. And that's how they based on you know what your dosage would be. And then when somebody came up with test tape, and it was just a snap it off and pee on the tape. And that was really great. But that was the biggest thing we had. Um, when they came up with blood sugar testing in 1980, that's when I got turned on to it. And then pumps, or not pumps, but uh, meters, a couple years after that, it was like amazing, really amazing um, to me. So when I was diagnosed, uh, my doctor was this real hands-on, you take control of this right now. And he refused to let my parents be involved. My mom said to him, you know, what do I do? What do you, what do you want us to do? And he said, you put three meals a day on the table and you stay out of the way, okay? Because if he doesn't figure this out, we've got big problems. And so it was just, I mean, he did this in front of me. It was just like, boom, it's yours, dude. And so the first five days I'm in the hospital, um, since we're talking about low blood sugar, he'd given me these books to read. And I read about low blood sugar, back then it was called an insulin reaction. And 
he came in one day, about the third day, and said, so, Jeremy, have you had an insulin reaction yet? I said, that's the thing where your, where your blood sugar, where you get all shaky and, and sweaty and kind of confused. Yeah, uh, maybe, I, I think so, I'm not sure. All right, so that day at lunch, my lunch always arrived at a quarter to 12 in the hospital, and it wasn't there. And at 12 o'clock, it wasn't there. At 12 15, it wasn't there. And at this point, I'm soaking wet, literally soaking wet, confused, and I'm walking around the hospital corridor like, um, can somebody, uh, hello, can somebody help me? The nurse is going, what do you need? I, I think I need my lunch. I'm in, yeah, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get there. And it came about 45 minutes late. And then when he came in later that day, he said, how was that? <laughs> I said, wow. So you did that. Why, why would you do that to me? I mean, why? He goes, because I'm not going to let you out of the hospital without you ever going through that. Scary, right? I said, well, it was. And um, I've never heard of this before or since, a doctor making you have a low blood sugar so that you know what it is. Because if I, if I had, if I'd been walking down the street and that happened, I would have thought I was crazy. So that was my first low. Um, after having diabetes for about six months, and again, I'm just, you know, you, you, you really, there were no pumps. You were just flying by the seat of your pants. It was like, you know, go combat diabetes with a hammer and a nail. That's what we had, and a saw. And I go to see some friends in the old the town I used to live in. And I'm 17 years old, and um, everybody's into pot then, big, big pot. And I'm smoking a lot of pot, and I'd never smoked really good pot, but I'd smoke pot with my friends, it's just, you know, crappy little Iowa pot or farm pot. And never, you know, I kind of got stoned, I didn't know, but I enjoyed it. And I'm with these friends, and we're in an amusement park called Arnold's Park up in Northwest Iowa. Lakes region, and these guys and they got some pot from like South Dakota uh, or somewhere, and it was really, really good. And we went down to this lakeside and we smoked all this pot. We smoked so much pot that I was laughing at everything. And me and my friends are walking along, and we see this old couple walk by us, you know, going to the amusement park, and we start laughing at them because they're holding hands. It was just too much. Oh my God, did you see them? Oh my God, they're old people. They were like 40. <laughs> and we go into the amusement park and we start going on rides and we start doing things. And I'm having a blast. I mean, we're just laughing like crazy. And they had one of those big air balloons that you just bounce around that are very popular now with little kids. And it was bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. And all of a sudden, the noises in the place started going like, and I started to get really weirded out. And now I couldn't get out of the thing because people kept bouncing and I'm going like this. This little kid got stuck next to me and I couldn't get rid of him because our weight just kept dragging and he couldn't, I, and he couldn't get rid of me either. And I finally crawled to the place and I'm bouncing, bouncing fall out of the, of the balloon and I pick up my shoes and my shoes, the, the knot in my shoes looks like some crazy maze and I'm almost in tears. Oh my God, how do I, I don't understand what, I, what I'm doing. And my friends came out and I said, you guys, I'm, 
I'm kind of getting freaked out. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, I know. We got to go here. We got to go here. And they take me up into the woods, and there was a blacklight poster store. And we go in, and it's only black lights. You know what black lights are? Black light posters. That's all it is. There's no lights. It's just black lights, and all these posters of like, you know, some guy in space with a giant grasshopper standing on his chest, and it's all green, and it's in 3D. But this is not what I needed to calm down. Um, and we walked through the park, and I finally split up with my friends because they just wanted to go laugh and have fun. And I called a drug line because I was really flipping out. And I said, oh, look, I've, I've smoked this pot, and I'm really I'm afraid, and I don't know. And they said, you didn't take any other, you didn't take any other drugs. I said, well, no. I mean, no, I, you know, I take insulin. <coughs> oh, oh, hold on, wait. You take insulin? Did you take insulin? What do you mean? Did you take a shot? And I had taken a dinner shot when we were, you know, down at the lake. and completely forgot because I was so stoned and had such a great time. I forgot that I had taken my dinner shot because back then you, you took everything at the time that you were supposed to take. Six o'clock, take your shot. And I went, got something to eat, and sat on this park bench. And, you know, if I'd had blood sugar testing, it probably would have been in the 20s. Um, and that sort of <laughs> cured me of smoking pot for a long, long, long time. Um, a couple of years after that, I, was, I went to uh, Scotland with a friend to ride bikes. We were going to ride bikes all around Europe. And we went there, we bought our bikes, and we, we rode, actually bought them in London. We rode all the way up to the north of Scotland, just me and him. Again, never knowing what my blood sugar is. And, um, except by feel. And uh, we were riding one day, and I got up after we, we, we treated ourselves to a big meal. And I was up all night peeing. Just, just that horrible feeling. Oh God, my blood sugar is through the roof. And uh, I take a shot because I think that the next town is really close. I take my morning breakfast shot, and we start riding. And it wasn't. We didn't come to the town. And we didn't come to the town. And my friend is now getting further and further ahead of me on his bike, and I'm behind him, and I'm riding. And then a car went by me. And the car visually was like this, and then a couple seconds later, the sound of the car went, wow, that was weird. And I stopped the bike, and I got off, and I'm just shaking. I'm, just, I'm so, so low. And he's gone. He's long gone. He's miles ahead of, ahead of me. And the only thing that I had, for some reason, when we divided up the stuff to carry, I had the tent, he had the food. And the only thing that I had was a, a bottle of, I think it's called Familia. It's like granola, only real dry. It's like granola, except they throw some uh, dry clay in there to make it taste good. And I didn't have any water. I had nothing. And I'm standing there on the side of the road, and cars are whizzing by me, and I'm really losing it. And I'm, I've got the Familia like this, and I'm like, oh! Idiot, I can't, I can't chew it fast enough like this. And as cars go by, I'm going like this. Ah! 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 Like, I can't say, help, stop, can somebody stop? I'm going, 
I'm showing them the familia. This stuff is dry. I have nothing to chase it down with. I got into town. It took, it took an hour and a half to get my blood sugar where I could get back on my bike. And I rode into town. And, and Fred, my friend Fred, was sitting in the, in the town square. And he had a newspaper and a, and a cup of tea. And he's sitting like this. I said, Fred, what are you doing? He goes, wondering where you were. I said, Fred, if, if you don't have to watch me, you don't have to protect me, but if I disappear for like an hour and a half, two hours, come see what's wrong. <laughs> so, years later, um, I had a son who's now 24, and when he was about four years old, uh, he and I went to the beach in San Francisco and Santa Monica. And um, I took him to the beach, and we were just, it was a cloudy day, so there was nobody on the beach, which was great, that's what I like. And uh, we took a whole basket, we had a basket, two baskets full of toys, frisbees, trucks, all this stuff. We walked down to the beach, and we're playing, playing, playing frisbee, running in the water, letting the water chase us, do this, do that, build some stuff. And I didn't bring anything to drink or eat. And, I figured, you know, we're at the beach, there'll be, there'll be like little snack shacks to, to get something. And um, we're running around playing in the water and it just hit me, you know, it's just one of those times where you go, oh, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. And I'm going, Otto, we need to, um, we need to clean up, clean up, we need to get our stuff. Okay, Otto, get that stuff. He's four years old, you know, he's going, ah, whoa, splash, 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 he just wanted to play more. I'm going, no, Otto, we need to, we need to go now. I need to, I need to, um, oh, Jesus. And I now have convinced him to bring me the toys. And for some reason in that low blood sugar thing where I have to put the toys in the basket that they came in. Like I know that the Frisbee was in the green bag. And I know that these trucks were in this blue bag. And I'm going, no, no, no. You need to put that over here. Put that over here. Okay, okay. And... Then we carry him up to the beach. It's really hard to walk on the beach. We come up and I really have to pee. And like really have to pee. And there's a toilet right there, a public toilet. And right here is a hamburger stand. And I go, okay, I should, I should order food. I should order food, but boy, I have to pee. I gotta pee so bad, but I should order food. That's what, I should, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna order the food. And I'm gonna go pee, but I know I'm just gonna go pee. You know what? I, no. I think what I should do, and back and forth like this, and my son is standing there forever.
And, and you know on that low blood sugar awareness where you're aware of like everybody that's looking at you for being a horrible person. <laughs> and I'm looking at them going, okay, they know. They know I'm, I'm a horrible man. And then I can't decide what I should do, pee or eat. And I can see that. I can see it, people. I'm aware. I got you. <laughs> and finally, I got up and I went, oh, God, what have I been doing? I go pee. I say, I'll be right there and I get some food and we eat and we go home. Um, that was really, I, I thought about that for, I still think about that. What a horrible situation to put a four-year-old boy in, watching somebody come, you know, it's like watching a raging alcoholic. Um, so, again, my son is gonna take care of me. He's about 10 now and I'm working on the show Arliss. And uh, Fabio was on the guest star. You know who Fabio is? Yeah. Long yeah. blonde hair. And um, he, he's playing a chef, like a, a sexy chef that works in a restaurant. And the thing is, we own this restaurant anyways. Also flying a plane. And all of us that, that, that spent the day with Fabio really loved him. He was a really, really nice guy. I mean, he was like the nicest guy in the world. All of the makeup and hair crew wanted to have pictures of them holding holding him, or him holding them. And he would do it, okay, oh, that's good. I really think dumb as a, as a box of rocks, but that's okay, because he was an unbelievably great dog. Um, so I had left for the day, and my son had come to work with me, and he, he came to work a lot with me, because he loved it, and he would go in the prop room, Everybody in the crew knew him, and they let him ride the dolly when they were shooting scenes. And uh, so we're shooting. I, I'm done, and I go to my dressing room. And I had to go find my son, pull him out of there. And we go to my dressing room, and I take my blood sugar, and we're going to stop and get sandwiches on the way home. And my blood sugar is like, oh, 190. And I'm like, oh, God, damn. And I was, you know, I really wanted to be 100. And I thought, what do I do? Do I, do I take a shot now, stop and get sandwiches on the way home, then we'll just eat when I get home. By the time we, we get home, it'll be normal. Uh, or do I wait to get home and then take it, but then I'm gonna have to sit around for you know, 30, 40 minutes waiting for the insulin to work. So no, I'll take a shot now. Yeah, I'll take a shot now. So I took a shot, and I'm doing stuff, and I'm changing clothes, and then the prop guy runs in and goes, Jim, come here. You gotta see this. You gotta see this. It's great. Fabio, man, the best. Because what is it? He's like, come on, come on. And Fabio was shooting this scene where he's flying an airplane. And they, you know, had a mock airplane there. And uh, he's in the airplane, and there's a, a woman sitting next to him, and, and they got their wig, their hair blowing like this with a big fan. And his line is, "We're calling him on, on the on the walkie-talkie, saying, are you gonna be here soon?'" And Fabio is supposed to say, yes, I will be there very soon. I've got a strong tailwind behind me and a nice piece of tail beside me. <laughs> I didn't write it. And then she kisses him and leaves a big lipstick mark. So he cannot do it. He cannot do the scene. He goes, I'll be there very soon. I've got a strong tailwind inside me and a strong piece of tail inside me. Kiss. And they go, 
Cut. Okay, Fabio, you know the line? They got to clean him up, do all this. And Deion Sanders is standing there watching this whole thing. And every time they kiss, and then they go, cut. Deion Sanders goes, Fabio. Fabio, my man, my Fabio. And over and over and over. And he cannot remember this very simple line. They finally take the lines onto the steering wheel. And he's going, yes, I will be there very soon. And he just reads them and goes, hold it, cut, cut. And I'm having a blast because he's, he's laughing with the crew. The crew's all having a good time. And, oh, wait, no, oh, something, something's wrong. Oh, my God, I got to go. We were going to go get a sandwich. Hey, Otto, Otto, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to go. I have to go find my son. We go out, we get in the car, we start the car, and I go, I'm, and I, this was pre-Dexcom. This was about 10 years ago. You know, 14 years ago. I go, uh, I better test my blood sugar. I just want to see where I am because... We're gonna to have to stop and get a sandwich, and it's gonna be. And I can tell it's just it's just sinking like crazy my budget. And it's 19. And I've never seen that number. I've never seen that. And I went 19. Well, that's low. <laughs> I said, oh, we gotta we gotta move. I don't come on. And I pull the car out into the street. And I'm going to drive in the streets of Los Angeles with my blood sugar at 19. And somewhere in my head, my head's going, okay, and then we'll stop and get a sandwich at Trader Joe's. And then we'll go home. And I was like, what is that? 40 minutes? I'm driving with my blood sugar at 19. And I go, oh, no, 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 Jim, Jim, Jim. I turn around, do a big U-turn, come back in. I park my car at the gate and the the guard at the gate goes, hey, you can't. And I said, the keys, I don't know, the keys are, they're, they're there. And I walk away, and I grab my son's hand, because I know once we go back onto the set, he's going to, wow, I'm going to go on a prop room. I'm going to go play video games. And I grab his hand, and I say, okay, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I don't, but you need to stay with me. Whatever it is, you need to stay right by me and make sure I eat. Just make me eat, because I don't know, and I'm, I'm, really second-guessing that I'm going to get freaky about the food all of a sudden, the way I was today. And we go in, and one of the crew members that had a birthday that day, there's a giant German chocolate cake there. And there's just junk to eat. It's a craft service table. And I'm looking at this, and that's really, I should just be eating cake right now. And and I'm looking at it like this, going, okay, no, I, I should eat better. I need to eat better. <laughs> and it, there's like these lettuce wraps with tuna in them. And I'm picking up these things. It's going to take like an hour for that to even make a dent in my blood sugar. And Otto's looking at me, and he's cutting me chocolate cake. Dad, Dad, eat the cake. Eat the cake. No, Otto, we need to eat. We all, me, you, me, and my mother, your, your mother, need to eat better. We need to eat better, okay? He said, Dad, eat the cake. <laughs> and I'm literally still looking at all the different vegetables I could be eating. And then he opens a Coke and goes, drink the Coke. <laughs> eat the cake, drink the Coke. Dad, Dad, eat the cake, drink the Coke. <laughs> and crew members were coming by seeing this weird little father-son moment. <laughs> kind of know me, but, and they're going, Jim, 
everything okay? And my son goes, I got it. Eat the cake, drink the coke. So, great. Um, my son taking care of me, just what every father wants a uh, 10 year old to do. Um, so, when he was about five, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I, I was having this dream. Well, uh, let me go back. Um, I used to have these low blood sugar dreams back in when I was taking NPH. I don't know if anybody remembers NPH, the insulin. Hmm. And it was an insulin that, you know, like when they invented Lantus, it was it just, I couldn't believe what a great thing. Uh, you know, a long-acting insulin that didn't peak, it just started working. And it didn't always work great, but it pretty much just flattened out and then, oh, that's, that's good. Because NPH peaked, and also regular insulin, which was I was on then, peaked. So, you know, you're taking two different insulins that are peaking at different times, and sometimes they peak at the same time, in the middle of the night. You know, you take a correction and your NPH is supposed to be working and then they're both peaking at the same time and it's really bad news. So I used to have these dreams all the time where the whole world was like a bunch of wires, broken wires. Like if, if it was this room, the walls would be open, there'd be paint chips, there'd be wires, there'd be broken glass. And in these dreams, it was always my job to put everything back together. And not just in this room, but in the entire world. And I had these dreams all the time. And they were really horrible nightmares. And I would sink into like this, you know, this pit of broken wires and broken glass and stuff I had to put back together. And eventually I would start to come apart, me physically would start to come apart and, and like my arm would be way down there. And I'd have to put myself back together. And that's really what I was trying to do anyway. Was put myself back together. And one night I was having one of those dreams. And I called them the wires dreams. And it was just awful. And I couldn't do it. And I, I was trying to put all this stuff back together for hours and hours and hours. And I finally went, I can't do this. I can't. And I just let go. I just let go of all this stuff I was trying to fix and, and all the worry. And in the dream, I let it all go. And all of a sudden, I was in New York City visiting friends of mine. And they went, oh, Jim, well, what are you doing? I said, you think it, you go there, you be there. I don't know. I don't know. What is that? And I said, that's what I did. I just think it. I go there, and I be there. And then, then I thought I wanted to go visit my family in Des Moines. And I thought it. And I was in Des Moines visiting my family in the dream. And my family was like, oh, Jim, where'd you come from? And I said, you think it, you go there, and you be there. <laughs> A very exciting new development that I've discovered. And I started going all around the world visiting all my friends. And it was really a magical, like, exhilarating thing that I had discovered. And um, my wife came in and woke me up. And I, also, I went to the moon. I went to Greece, and I went to the moon. And I was really excited with this great thing. That I could go to the moon by simply thinking it, going there, being there. And she came in, and she wakes me, wakes me up, shake, shake, shake. And she's got a glass of juice in her hand. And she goes, Jim, 
Jim, you need to drink something. You're all sweaty. And I'm laying in the bed like an old lamb. No, no. You think it. You go there and you be there. <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. Maybe. But that might be good. Why don't you drink the juice? <laughs> Lynn, you think it should go there and you'd be there? Do you get it? Do you even understand what I'm trying to say to you? She goes, yes, I do. I really do. But why don't you drink the juice? And I'm laying flat on my back. And I go, oh, you know what? And I'm patronizing her now. I go, fine, I'll drink the juice. I just go, pour the juice. It goes all over my face, all over the bed, on my body. And I jump up, and she's kind of freaked out now. Because um, that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> I jump up and I'm standing on the bed, and by the way, I sleep nude, so I'm standing there on the bed, completely nude, and I'm going, you think it, you go there and you be there, dig it, oh my God, Lynn, you gotta come with me, and she's going to jump, get down from the bed, get down right now, you're gonna wake up Otto, and I said, I'm glad you said that, because I should wake up Otto, this is an important thing that I have discovered, Otto, wake up, five years old, wake up, he doesn't, thank God, oh my God. Hey, Dad. Oh, jeez. I've seen this before. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs. And, and she, is, she really doesn't know what to do because I'm unhinged. And I finally get down off the bed and I go, man, I'm standing talking to her like this little man. How about I show you something really amazing and then you come with me? How about I do this? And there's the bed and I jump in the air and I get a flip. And I'm laying on the bed, and I go, you dig it? Can you come with me now? And she runs out of the room. It's like, ah! And I go running through the house, chasing her in the house, going, you think I should go there, and you be there, then? And we had a guest bedroom, and a, a guy who rented a room from us was not there. Uh, his door's open, and I run in, and I jump in his room. I just go flying through the air and land on his bed. I twist it so I landed on the bed. And I go, and Lynn chases me in the room. And I go, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> at that point, she ran out of the house. And I'm walking around going, why doesn't anybody get what I've got? This is so good. But now my blood sugar's starting to come up a teeny little bit from the juice that I drank. And I go back in my bedroom and I'm just looking at this amazing thing that I've done. I keep, I keep flashing on this, oh my God, I flipped under that bed. And I go, wow. And I'm starting to come out of it a little bit. And so I try to do it again. I try to do that flip thing again. And I crash my head into the footboard. Um, she doesn't like hearing this. Uh, I, I like telling you that story. <laughs> and when I tell it in front of her, she gets mad. Um, one more. The only, I've only had to be, this sounds like I'm completely out of control. I'm not. I mean, it, it really does. But this is over 40, 45 years. Um, but the, the one thing about low blood sugar is that the biggest thing that, that hurts me is that there have been, besides these big, dramatic things that have happened, um, I was going to say that there's, I've been revived once by a paramedic. Um, and that was really, really, really bad. That was from drinking. And 
I drank, I, I was drinking, and I took a shot to bring a really high blood sugar down, and it didn't bring it down after two hours, so I took another shot to correct. And I woke up in the morning with uh, four guys in uniforms on my bed, and with things attached to me, and my wife on the bed next to me, and I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who these guys were in my bedroom. I didn't know my bedroom. It seemed like a familiar place. I didn't know why exactly. Um, and, you know, finally I came to, from, they were giving me glucagon. And uh, that was a mistake of drinking and, and doubling up on a dose. But that's not, what I want to say is what I was starting to say. Um, the thing I missed most uh, about my life in blood sugar is that there have been thousands and thousands of low blood sugar moments where, you know, forget doing something dramatic, where I'm just not there. And, you know, I, when I raised a kid, and I just think of all the times that I wasn't there when he was asking a question, going, hey, hey, Dad, do you blah, blah, blah? Hmm? I, I need to, yeah, I, I, I'll, we'll do that in a minute. I need to, I need to eat something, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think I need to go eat something. And, you know, something, it's something that happens every, almost every day. There's a, a moment of, hmm, oh, wait, what do I got to do? And, you know, the way you're always, always thinking, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? What, where am I supposed to be right now? What's my pleasure doing? Should I have taken that shot? Oh, you know, I, I played basketball, so I should have taken a little less for breakfast. I didn't. Oh, that's why I'm kind of, hey, Jim? Hmm? Uh, so anyway, we're doing this thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was, sorry, I was doing all this stuff with my stupid diabetes. Um, and that's, that's, that's all. Low blood sugar. It's a thing that we do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I wish I had a big shovel pie and then, um, Anybody got a question? Thank you.